Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thanks for tuning back into GEMS Podcast. In the hot seat with me is Victoria Wick. And here's a bit about Victoria. She is the epitome of the rags to riches American dream story. She immigrated from South Korea to America with her parents with only $30 and has built a multi-million dollar business with over $500 million in retail sales. After a series of corporate jobs, Victoria started her own company in 1989 on a shoestring budget to spend more time with her family. She's built her successful business by following her passion for jewelry without sacrificing her family life. She worked with a variety of retailers worldwide, ranging from major department stores to duty-free shops as well as internet and TV retailers. For the past 23 years, 19 years on HSN and four years on Shop HQ, Victoria has been sharing her jewelry designs with millions of viewers during her own monthly shows. Throughout her career, she's had to invent ways to have her products consistently outperform her competition and thrive. She is also the author of the upcoming book, Million Dollar Passion, and also the author of science fiction novel, Shattered Sky, scheduled to be released later this year. Victoria is the host of the popular podcast, Million Dollar Passion, a show dedicated to helping others turn their passion into profits. She is completed a BS degree in economics from UCLA and an MBA with emphasis in marketing and finance from USC. So without further ado, please welcome Victoria Witt to GEMS Podcast. Hello, it's good to be here. Thank you so much, Victoria. And before we jump into our segment of how you balance your career plus your family and turning those passion and purpose into profitable business, let's connect on a personal level. There are two options. The first option is we could break the ice up front or we could play a rapid fire 10 question game. What would you like? Well, why don't we do rapid fire? Amazing. And this is just a quick game to get to know who Victoria is. So question number one, if you could have anything in the world, what would it be? Wow, that's a maybe I should have chosen the other one. Um, I don't know. I'd love to have my my father back in my life. Ditto. He's, he's uh, passed away, you know, some time ago. Ditto. I I totally rock with that one. I lost my dad in November of 2020, so I would yeah. love to have him back. Two, if you could go on a worldwide sightseeing scavenger, where would you go? Uh, I'd like to go to like South Africa. It's one thing that I haven't done is gone to the uh, safari. So yeah, that's what I would like to do. Three dream car. Um, cars don't really matter that much to me. So probably a Tesla or something. I currently drive a Yukon. 
<laughs> nice. Four, what is your favorite quote? Um, so it's not a quote, but it's a line from uh, a song uh, sung by Whitney Houston. And it's from the, I think it's the, the song called Destiny or something. Anyway, there was a line that says that my finest day is yet unknown. Mm. Five, if you could have dinner with anyone dead or living, who would it be? Um, well, that's a tough one too. Uh, probably, I know it's going to be a really bizarre one, but maybe um, Albert Einstein. Mm. Six, if you could recreate any significant moment in your life, what would it be? Um, probably the day I got married. What would you change about that day? Uh, well, there's, it, it was a very intimate wedding, 30 people. And um, I might have, you know, d done things a little differently. A lot of things went wrong, but we still had a great time. Like the, the florist forgot my bouquet, you know, stuff like that. But <laughs> it was... It was still a great moment. So I probably would have paid a little bit more you know, attention to detail there. Seven, Apple or Android? Uh, Apple. Eight, coffee or tea or smoothies? Coffee. Okay. Nine. Currently on my seventh cup. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> nine o'clock in the morning. Okay. Oh man, nine. Favorite food? Oh, that's a real tough one. Um, probably, are you talking about cuisine or just anything? Just anything. Yeah, I'm a real um, vegetable eater, so probably some sort of a salad. Okay, and 10, our pass or play question. Here are the rules. If you play, I ask you one last question. If you pass, we reverse roles and you could ask me a question. So do you want to pass or play? We, I will play I guess okay you can hop in a time machine and go back and give your younger self a piece of advice what would it be chill out <laughs> <laughs> Woo! and thank you for playing rapid fire with Genesis and now let's dive into our segment which we're going to learn about why is turning your passion and purpose into a profitable business? And how can people do that? Because we all have these dreams and visions, right, Victoria? But if we never take action in order to get our dreams and visions to come into pass, then they're just dreams and no longer realities. You know, Genesis, you, you made a really key point there, which is dreams don't work for you unless you work for it. So uh, without action, you know, your life doesn't transform and you can keep on dreaming and you can dream bigger and bigger. But I would say um, when you start to take action, that's when you realize, you know, what your dreams actually can be. And you, you can start to sort of like a map out. And it's kind of like uh, if you say to yourself, you know, I want to uh, quit my job, start my business. I want to make a lot of money and I want to spend all this time with my family. But then when you start to put that into action, like how do I quit my job and how do I then make a living, right? So you have to have a realistic view of what are you willing to give up in order to achieve that. And once you do that, um, it's amazing when you, you know, if you look at like a corporate America right now, uh, you know, I was in corporate for a while. You're going to like useless meetings. 
I mean, they're going to think it's, it's great, but you're going to meetings. I, I was like, you know, a designer. I'm going to meetings for marketing, for finance, for logistics, for sales, uh, for, you know, the employee relations, all these meetings that have nothing to do with your job. Okay. There are people whose job is to deal with logistics. I mean, they should meet on their own, but you're going to all these meetings and those are, and sometimes they even have meetings about why they have so many meetings. So, you know, you're spending about 30% of your time doing these things, right? Then you come back and you write emails to, you know, cover your butt. And so you say, hey, you know, today we discussed this and that, you know, all these, rah, rah. you know, you're, when you look at it, I, I was thinking I was spending no more than 20 hours a week doing exactly, I mean, if, if, if that even, it was even less than that. So, you know, it's, uh, you have to kind of think about that and then figure out um, if you turn your passion and purpose into a profit and it could be small you start small but it's real and um you know i i I truly believe in that so you know hopefully this will inspire some people to take a single action today absolutely and i really believe that once we know who we are then we're not going to fall victim of what everyone else wants us to be because we are so rooted in ourselves and we believe in ourselves that we're actually going to go out there and level up and we're not going to be distracted about by what everyone else is doing but we're really going to connect with ourselves and that's mind body and soul and then we ask ourselves the why and then the why is what's going to drive the how how are we going to get to our why what what vehicles are we going to use to navigate throughout lives and also be willing to accept feedback accept that constructive criticism so we can begin to grow personally and professionally because success doesn't happen overnight and for those that does like some people can say maybe it's happen chance or maybe it's luck but I truly believe if you work hard at it then you are going to want to sustain it because you put in the grit to get to where you are you know you said so many things that that actually ring true one of those things is that um, you know you're not gonna first of all if you're gonna start your own business no matter what you're doing you know, you are going to fail. 90% of what you try in life, you're going to not succeed the first time, unless you're just an extremely lucky person. I mean, if you look at, you know, if you look at some famous people like Steve Jobs, I mean, my God, the guy failed. I mean, if you've seen the movie, he failed for like 20 years. And but he stuck to it, because his passion and purpose was there. Same thing with someone like an Elon Musk. I mean, if you look at the um, his, I, I read his bio like years ago. I mean, the guy, he was like a laughing joke in Silicon Valley for like 10, 15 years. Um, it, it, so you're going to fail, but um, there are nuggets you learn from that, from every failure. So you would almost have to embrace that and not realize that, you know, this is something personal against you or you're not enough. I mean, everybody, uh, without failure, there, will be, there can be no success. It's like without the rain, there can be no rainbow. So, you know, I, I would say that you, you know, and also if you know who you are, because you, don't you think that so many people out there are so busy trying to please everybody else, trying to be what everybody else wants you to be? It's like I was listening to your um, last guest. She was saying like, you know, she was like a retail manager you know, until she had her kids. She didn't really realize what she wanted to do. It's the same thing. It's like sometimes until something like hits our face. You don't really realize who you are, what your needs are, and what your real priorities are, because you think your priorities are X, 
until you actually have time to reflect or some event, life-changing event happens to you, then you have to actually, you're forced to take, step, take a step back and realize you know, what you want to do and what's possible. Absolutely. And one of the things that you um, mentioned right there is you don't really know until life circumstances happen. But what about if we got ahead of the curve and we took time to really reflect and ask ourselves, okay, why was I created? What am I good at? Out of what I'm good at, what can I monetize? Where can I build that steady foundation for myself, but future generations to come? Is my heart tied into to it? And you ask yourself those questions. So I'm like, it's like you do inventory of your life and you yeah. have those SWOT analysis where you're highlighting your strengths, your weaknesses, what are the opportunities and what are the threats? And you're building it from a personal level and then you're taking it from a personal level and applying it to the professional side of where you want to go. And sometimes it's not always easy doing that inventory of ourselves, but it is necessary to propel the growth that you want to see. And you mentioned Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, and every and some of those powerful people. Yes, they all had failures, but it's those failures and learning from the failures that made them successful. And they were persistent. They were consistent. They didn't allow the critics, the naysayers, and the haters to limit them. And they rose above those limitations and broke, broke down barriers. So you have to ask yourself, am I unstoppable? Why am I here? What do I want to leave? What is my legacy going to look like? And if you could reverse engineer it, then you could begin to walk it out. It's, that's absolutely true. You know, in, um, in, in Asian culture, I, I can't say about all Asians, you know, I know like for South Korea and, and China and Japan, this is true. They say there's an ancient saying that when an animal dies, you know, we're thinking about like tigers and, you know, leopards or whatever, the big animals, when they die, they leave their skin because, you know, they used to make them into rugs and all these things, right? When a person dies, they leave their name. What that means is that even if you are, you know, just known for your character or known for your heart, you know, generosity, whatever, and even if just just within your own tribe, within your own family and a little village, you need to leave something. And what is that? So I would just say that, um, you know, when you and here's the other thing, uh, when you're listening to us right now, you might think, oh, my God, yeah, but, you know, my my hobby is jogging or. Um, you know, all I know how to do is cook. Okay. You know, uh, you look at a lot of the, we think about people like Wolfgang Puck and, you know, actually Wolfgang Puck didn't have culinary um, schooling, by the way, you know, I have friends who, you know, wanted to lose a few pounds and, um, you know, he, this friend, his name is Daniel Green, you might, he's the guy on Gotham, the Gotham pot, uh, cookware. Basically, he wanted to just lose a few pounds because he thought he was very large and um, he, you know, protein f food didn't work out too well. So he actually tried to learn to cook a few things he could eat. You know, he's written now 13 cookbooks and 15,000 hours of live TV. Uh, he actually then became a GQ model. Uh, so, you know, all these things are possible. So if you're thinking right now that, what if my hobby isn't monetizable? What if what I'm good at isn't, you know, what, you got all these um, th things that the society tells you, if you want to make money, you got to go to computers. If you got to make money, you got to have some sleek, you know, new thing that everybody has, a like new shiny new toy or all the buzzwords, you know, just cut out all the noise 
And just look, think about it this way, okay? All the people that are right now changing, that have changed how human be, human humans live, that are still controlling our lives to an extent, people like people invented like Facebook, okay? Facebook, um, so Facebook, Apple. Um, you look at you know, uh, my, Facebook, Apple, Microsoft. All these companies, or uh, uh, Jeff Bezos. All these these are all people that started their company in this generation, in our generation, um, just, just last, you know, from 1989 or so, right? No college degrees with less than $5,000 in their garage. So what I'm saying to you is that you may think, oh, I don't have a degree or I don't have an expertise in something. You know, you could be the next per- Starbucks, by the way, was started by a, two school teachers with less than $1,000 put together. So you know, you could be that person who can change. I mean, I love my coffee. Uh, you know, I, it, can you, this is how, how incredible uh, with Starbucks situation, for example, you know, before Starbucks, the whole world drank coffee for free. If you go to a restaurant, they give it to you for free. If you had to drive to a McDonald's, it was like 30 cents and you got free refills all day. Starbucks comes along. They are now charging. They started charging like three bucks a cup. And you have to stand in line outside the door to do that. You know, if you think about what do I need now, you know, I just want you to be so thinking about this conversation very carefully because my job, you know, people say that my story is inspiring and that I'm an encouraging speaker. Um, I, you know, they were motivated my speech or whatever, but that's not enough. You need to transform your life. And if you're going to transform it, all the motivation, inspiration, encouragement, all of that has to be backed up with a series of actions, right? And you can start your first action today by just, just setting your goal. Like, what is my goal? What are my non-negotiables? For me, the non-negotiable was, you know, here I was, I got my educated because everybody told me the fastest way to get American, get to the American dream is to get hyper-educated, get a great job, you know, climb the corporate ladder. Well, I tried that. You know, I was successful at it but I hated it. I hated all the meetings. I hated taking orders from people who knew less than me, who had less experience than me. You know, all these people say, well, yeah, but I've been here for 30 years and I'll go, and you're still here. Why? You know? So, I mean, can you, and, and so I thought, you know, and then I was, I didn't I like the idea where I was going out to make money while somebody else was raising my kids. So I thought I can stay at home, be a mom and still run a business. I can do that. And, um, and that was my non-negotiable. And so, you know, when times got really tough, when I was making no money, I thought to myself, why did I do this? I should go get a job. And then I reminded myself what my non-negotiable was. And uh, believe it or not, uh, when I was, you know, designing jewelry and all that, I had no money. And so instead of making samples, I actually, you know, like drew a, a, a book and I went out. And the other thing too is I realized when I got up at 5.30 in the morning, you know, like I was insomniac at that point, um, hey, it was like noontime somewhere else in the world. So I was faxing in those days. Uh, I was faxing to Heritage London, Galleries Lafayette, all the stores around Europe. There's 53 countries where it's like between 11 to 2 at 5 o'clock in the morning for me. And you know what? I ended up building a global business um, around that 53 countries before, because I was willing to work just those hours. And so if you put your non-negotiables and you really like... Um, you you find it's amazing how human beings find creative ways to find it work, working. It really is true.
Absolutely. So one thing is you really have to stay hungry and you have to be determined. And then you really have to have those goal settings and just make sure that those goal selling settings are aligned with your ethos and everything is very congruent and nothing is out of line. But the minute you try to operate in somebody else's space, your vision and purpose gets stale because you are trying to assume the identity of somebody else when you were uniquely created for your own reason. And one of the things that I am big on is balancing um, family because your family is always going to be there, but these jobs come and go. And I am a big um, proponent of having something on the side. And I learned this the hard way. I worked for this particular Fortune 500 company for seven and a half years in oil and gas and energy one week after my dad died, I found out that I was being laid off and I was forced to work until February 15th last year. And if I had not, I wouldn't have gotten my severance package, my pension and some of the other things. So it's like these companies are no longer loyal. But when you have something on the side that is your safety net and something that you could build up to be your own empire, then it's definitely going to take you a lot further. So Victoria, before we wind down, I want you to tell us about uh, you balancing your home life, your family and saying, you know what, I'm going to put my family first and then build my business because I think more people need to realize that because so many people are so busy building up other people's legacies and empires that they forget about their own. Yeah, that's absolutely so true. You know, for me, when we first immigrated here, as you said in my bio, we only had 30 bucks. You know, all our assets were frozen. In those days, Korea was run by a dictator and, you know, like everything was frozen. And all I had was family. And so when my mom, my parents were still working two, three jobs, and my sisters, I was the oldest, they were still kind of struggling. I wasn't going to just go and, you know, like uh, just kind of succeed on my own. And so family, you know, I was taking care of my parents. I was taking care of everybody. And um, it is the most important thing. So when, you know, the way I balance my, my life is that when I say family is my priority, it is my priority. So what happens is, is this, when, um, you know, I only have so many hours a, a, a week to work. So that meant that, you know, customers were very needy. They were very demanding on me. They called me at all hours of the day. I didn't take them. Uh, or sometimes I would just, you know what, I can't, you know, they'll call me and say, well, can you do this? And I'm like, you know, I'm really sorry. That's not what I specialize in. I can't. So I would find polite ways to get rid of them. So I ended up with high quality customers that, that really under, respected the fact that I, you know, prioritize my family because they wish that they could do that too because they were in a corporate world. So as you said, uh, if you're not working on your dream right now, you're probably built, working to build somebody else's dream in exchange for a few dollars. And, um, and that's okay. But, you know, your story about you're working for some company for seven years, do you know I hear from so many people in their 50s and 60s that um, they, you know, I have a good friend over here. She's, she was telling me like three weeks ago, oh my God, and everything is really great. We're winding down We're, you know, my husband's going to be tired, like in a couple of years and I've already retired and, you know, we're, they were planning on their trips out and all that, but then he gets fired. Okay. At age 63. So what's he going to do now? So I say, sometimes when you're working, you know, exhausted, coming home, exhausted, you're not giving your family, if you if, if, if you have a family and they matter to you, and you think you give it all because you have some safety, 
sometimes doing this, what you think is the safest thing is the most dangerous thing. Because when you get laid off at age 55, trust me, there's definitely discrimination of all kinds out here. Like, you know, age discrimination is a real thing. Nobody wants to hire somebody who's 55 years old who needs to get paid 200 grand. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they can be placed here for 20. So seriously, um, I would say, you know, think about what you can do. What you, you know, and the other thing too is, if you go out and do your thing, um, in my case, for example, I started out just by wanting to make two grand a month so I can, you know, feed my family. Now I look back and I think to myself in the 25 years I've been on TV, I've sold over 10 million pieces of jewelry. About 8 million women have somehow come into my world where they realize I don't have to buy a Tiffany's three carat ring for, you know, 50 grand or hundred grand to make, make myself feel good. I don't have to, you know, go just be going broke to, you know, buy something so I can leave an heirloom piece. So you can impact your world, literally your family, your community, your entire world better by, you know, doing your thing. And I would close by saying this, every single person on earth comes to the earth exactly the same way. We come out of our mother's womb in a birthday suit, completely equipped to do whatever you need to do to succeed. Everything you need to succeed in life was given to you at birth. You can really change your world. And that doesn't mean it has to be money necessarily. It could mean that your way of thinking it could mean that your, you know, your generosity when you have nothing. It could mean that you, know, you could be a healer. There's, there is a gift that was given to you. And we all have that unique combination of gifts. And it's, it's up to you to find it and make it and I also believe that when you do find that incredibly intoxicating combination in a good way, you can't, that can be very profitable. Absolutely. And then I'm just going to chime into this um, before we jump into the call to action is as a millennial and me being so young, I worked in corporate America for 15 years as a whole. And 12 of those years were spent in the oil and gas and energy sector. But as I went on to new roles, I constantly made sure that I was developing personally, but professionally. And with the personal development and growth, I then began to apply it to what can I do on the side? What are some of those skills that I've built? And how has it made me stronger as an individual? And I think that definitely has helped me because even though you are working for somebody, you should take that knowledge that you acquired and retain it and then put it to the side to see how you could kind of map it out. Because the good thing about corporate America, whenever you get involved, involved in it is you learn so much. You do. But don't allow that knowledge to go out of the door. You learn that knowledge for a reason. And it's not just for you to hold it within yourself. It's for you to take actions and build upon it and then build out. So build upon and build out. And then before you know it, you'll have something amazing that you could package up. You could monetize. You could sell courses. You could write a book. You could do so many different things there. So always be thinking about what's next, because if you're not thinking about what's next somebody else around the world is already thinking about what's next and they're your competitors so I just wanted to add that there and now Victoria let's jump into our call to action segment because I want to be respectful of your time and I want you to leave our listeners and viewers with your call to action for this segment do you have a challenge for them 
Do you want them to follow up with you via your website, connect on social media, or something that just educates, inspires, or motivates them? Yeah, so thank you for asking. Um, I actually do a lot of free webinars. Uh, and by the way, I just want to uh, add one more thing to what you were just saying, too, is that there's this notion that society really thinks that millennials are, millennials are lazy, you know, they're not, uh, they don't want to work, <laughs> you know, all these things. I'm sure you've heard that before, you know, they live with their parents in their basement, all this stuff. I got to tell you, um, that is not true at all. And, you know, they, it, it's really a mistake to lump all the millennials into one because, you know, some of the millennials are so much better today, I mean, than I ever was. You know, they, they have, they grew up with um, like a cell phone on their hips and they already know they're very, so much more advanced. Uh, their, their way of thinking is much more logical. They, you know, I, I find that to be completely different. So, you know, good for you for, uh, you know, all the knowledge that you have already and, you know, sharing your ex uh, experience and, you know, really... Uh, that has to be inspiring for other uh, millennials to listen to as well. Uh, as far as my call to action, I think the best thing, I'm here to serve uh, because I feel like, I, and I, this can sound really corny, but I just want to tell you this. When I started out my journey with 30 bucks in my, in, in my pocket, um, we had no money. We literally were just looking for food, okay? So we, our American dream was like just being able to pay our own rent and uh, you know, I, as you know, I've increased, I really totally like outperformed my American dream by far, you know, $500 million in retail sales. I've made plenty of money. I've had plenty of time with my family. And I just want to share my knowledge so that other people can be more successful than I am. One thing in my family, like my parents, my grandparents, everybody, like 13, my parents go back like 1300, year 1310, my family goes back to. And they've ingrained in, in me that you are not successful because you make money. You're not successful because you are a CEO of a company or even a president of a country. You're only successful if you can, when you make other people successful, when you can cause other people to be successful. Because a true successful person doesn't have to go and tell everybody how successful they are. Right? <laughs> they spend their time doing, uh, you know, I, I told you I drive a Yukon. I can buy whatever I want. I mean, I can buy the Tesla, whatever. But I drive a Yukon because, you know, it's nice. It's big and, you know, it, it keeps me safe. Um, so... I do a lot of free webinars. One of those I think is, um, I'm, I'm a huge believer in personal branding. Everybody's unique. A lot of people don't know how to talk about themselves in a way that doesn't sound like they're like an egotistical person. You know, it, it's all about the word you. So, you know, when you talk about, for example, like if I go and say something like, oh, you know, I'm on TV and, you know, I've won all kinds of awards for, you know, for designing, blah, blah, blah. And I made all this money and, and I keep saying the word I, what happens is there's like, oh my gosh, she's like really successful, but super egotistical. But if you put it the other way around and you say something like, you know what, uh, Genesis, I know, you know, you look great today and I know you want to have an amazing career and I know that you're really interested in investing in yourself and investing in your future and you have an amazing curiosity and I love to help you. Now that's a whole other thing, right? So trying to understand like how to brand yourself because you are your personal brand. Um, I do a lot of storytelling webinars and these are all free. Um, and I basically, I took the six pillars of what it takes to build an empire. And I only do one webinar a month and they're limited to like 50 people, and there's no like hard selling afterwards, okay? You just, I'm doing this as a, as a public service almost, 
So you can listen to my podcast, which is uh, Million Dollar Passion. And I have, I bring in only 26 guests a year. And all those guests have transformation stories like mine. Um, those people, most people I uh, interview have no college degrees. Uh, they started out with no money, like construction workers uh, that are hanging out now with like, you know, Richard Branson kind of people. Um, so you can list, start listening to Million Dollar Passion podcast, and then you can come to victoriawick.com or milliondollarpassion.com and sign up for any one of those webinars. And you're going to uh, really be enriched with other people who are curious, who invest their time. Uh, and that's what I love about living in this time and day and age, because there are so many people out there that are, you know, donating their time, sharing their knowledge, sharing their expertise. And it's all up to you to sort of grab it and put some of that into action. And hopefully, I want to be able to come back next year, this time, and say, geez, you know, when we had our, our uh, interview last year, you know, uh, in May, I had no idea there's going to be like six people that took their, took their business to the whole next level because they listened to the show. So that's my hope. And that is amazing. And thank you for offering those webinars because education is key. I can't stress that enough. If you're not learning, you're not growing. You're getting left back because other people are out there doing something that you were afraid to do. All of Victoria's contact information will be in the show notes. So definitely tap in with her. Go sign up for one of those webinars and level up in all areas of your life. For those of you that are interested in seeing video components, head on over to YouTube and type in at gems with the Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video content. We can be found on 40 plus platforms. And I want to thank each one of you for continuing to tune in on a consistent basis. Because of you, we are ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts for www.listennotes.com. So until we chat next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.